Now tuning in to Earbud Media. Audio for everyone. Raise a glass to freedom. Oh you know my, what I mean? god. <laughs> my god! Goodbye, <laughs> um, man. You remember that time? Remember when all I could do was just quote Hamilton? <laughs> yeah, god. we were all bad people then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was an embarrassing time. Yeah. Oh. So glad that I didn't end up getting Hamilton. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Out of I mean, it was. You, so likely, you know, like it was so like in the realm of possibility, oh, knowing you yikes. and your history. <laughs> yeah, and my history. Oh yeah, that was the worst thing you've ever done. <laughs> I just feel like the people that would have gotten the people. There's a Venn diagram, you know, yeah. of like people that got Hamilton tattoos and people that say herstory yeah. it like there's a circle in there yeah and they got like a tote bag people. that says nevertheless she persisted <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and um oh god like they also got like nasty woman uh, tattoo yep. oh yeah oh yeah. yeah anyway well. bad year for culture uh <laughs> bad year Anyway, uh, welcome to Insta Twilight, our coping mechanism for 2016. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. Yeah. It oh. happens. It happens. Yeah, it happened to us, yeah. you know? So we get You're welcome. Um, yeah, welcome to Insta Twilight, where this podcast becomes more and more off the rails every <laughs> it's week. so unhinged. <laughs> more chaotic every it's week. It's honestly impressive. Because you think, oh, there's no way they can do anything more than this, and here we are. You'd think, like, oh, this is a study on toxic masculinity. (laughs) It would be a pretty narrow focus at that point, right? And yet, I described one of my classes today as the the vine of that kid screaming while, like, throwing a basketball on his head. <laughs> um, and that is sometimes how this podcast feels to me. It's just, like, completely unhinged yeah. and just off the rails. You know, sometimes you think, oh, there's no way this podcast can get more unhinged um, than making an episode titled Coochie for Your Woes. And yet, <laughs> and yet we keep going. We keep doing this. Someone, at some point, we should actually have like a a quiz (laughs) we should have a quiz and i think we've if i'm not mistaken we've done this we have yeah but we should do a quiz someone should make a quiz i need to stop i'm stuck (laughs) in a time loop we need a quiz of a quiz where you do a quiz (laughs) but we need to have a quiz where it's like did we say this or did a bot say this (laughs) because like I honestly if you had said like did we say that or was that made up i would not have said that like that was a podcast title of ours. If we have listeners 
who are smarter than us, which is incredibly likely, almost 100% likely, <laughs> and can make, like, a, a generator, a random episode title generator based on all of our title ep- episodes, um, I would just, like, shit. cut off a limb or something for you, because that, that would be amazing. What we should do yeah. um, to cope, since I know a lot of the people that listen to us also listened to Coffee with Rachel, which will be done by the time that this is over, which R. I'm R. so P. sorry. Pour one out. Um, in order to cope with that, what someone who is smarter than I am should do is do a, a quiz of like, is this a Coffee with Rachel title or is this an Into the Twilight title? Oh, yeah, because really there's like a solid Venn diagram there. Because they're both completely unhinged. Absolutely. And I honestly, I feel like with a lot of them, I would have no fucking clue yeah. which one was yeah. which. Especially like when you go deep into the archives. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, Sometimes, I mean, I used to, like, run by the episode titles by Allie, and now I just kind of go <laughs> for it. Oh, well, and it's like, you know. Yeah. Like, you know which ones I choose sure, at this point. Yeah. yeah. I, especially because, like, and we've talked about this so many times, as soon as, and this, I'll just take you all behind the bit for yeah. a second about how Cody and I record, like, as soon as we get done recording, I... Cody and I, like, riff for a second. I'm like, lol, lol, I'm uploading. I can't believe we're on this number, <laughs> lol, lol. I say, like, this will be up in two minutes. We riff for, like, two seconds. Then we both say, bye! <laughs> and then we're done talking for a week and come back together. And I, at that point, dump my brain. <laughs> and because I, Did at that point, have reset. been... <laughs> Well, because at that point where it's like nine o'clock at my time, I've been up since 4.30. I have no idea what I just said. And it's like, so like when Cody's editing this, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I said. It's like, you could have just said like, is it Totino's ball sack or JC, my best friend ate a dog shit. It's like, I don't know. And it's like. I trust you. Whatever you think is going to, like, get someone's attention to listen to the episode. First of all, I don't know. put some respect on JC and my home dog in the sky's name, because that was the best episode <sighs> title I've ever come up with. <laughs> it was very good. And when we ended up doing the quiz on it, I was like, wait a second. Is that a reference to Jesus? Like, I couldn't even remember. <laughs> it was so detached. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I could not even We'll never know what that episode was about. (laughs) Anyways, Cody, how the fuck are you doing? I'm I'm jazzed, baby. Great. It's good to hear. It's almost light jacket season, and I'm just pretending that it fully is light jacket season, and just sweating a little bit in my light jackets. (laughs) Yes, I hear that. Which is how I... Just, that's how I process denial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. How are you, my guy? Um, well, it's been a week. Um, yeah. I don't know about you, but I was a little bit too seen earlier this week. Now I'm back to my normal space. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Um, I'm a little too obsessed with Untitled Goose Game right now. Sorry, what? Sorry. <laughs> Do you... Do you not know what Untitled Goose Game is, Cody? You are saying saying a string of words (laughs) that make no sense in relation to one another, and saying it again will not make me understand. 
There are no context clues in that sentence that you just said. Okay, no, fuck you, first of all, because I know that you're on Twitter all the time. So, I... We can have different Twitter spheres. That's how... No, we're that's in the bullshit. situation we're in right now. <laughs> no, that's that's fake. I don't believe that. What do you mean? First of we're all, we're not all on the same Twitter. That doesn't. <laughs> that's fake. <laughs> this is this that's whole episode hard is to me explaining algorithms to Allie. <laughs> <laughs> that's fake. I don't believe. I'm so frustrated. You're I don't me even that know Al how to type. Internet would do that to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I well okay if I <laughs> you broke me first of all um okay so one let me explain really quick what Untitled Goose Please, Game is I'm so intrigued so it's one I mean you know I don't like birds so <laughs> a hard sell <laughs> to begin with it, it's definitely a hard sell um it's a it's a game are you with me so far? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um, it was released like five days ago, okay. so it's you're not Hot off you're the not presses. too behind on yeah. the you're not too behind on the culture. Okay. Um, and it came out on like several different platforms, but most people I know are playing it on the Switch. But it's a puzzle game, uh-huh. and you essentially control a goose, <laughs> and your job is to be a menace uh-huh. to humans. That's great. And that's your whole job is just to be an absolute asshole. Sure. And to to men it to bother people. Yeah. In a variety of different ways. Sure. <laughs> like the the actual like log line of it is it's a lovely morning in the village and you were a horrible goose. Yeah. <laughs> like that's it. <laughs> it's yeah. So I've just I've just been watching Chris play Untitled Goose Game, because um, it's a puzzle game, and I don't do puzzles, but I do like watching puzzle games. Sure. Um, and it's I it's just confirming a lot of things for me about birds <laughs> that are menaces. But, uh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just for me. It's like yes, that's exactly what I thought about birds. They're untrustworthy. <laughs> um, but I do like watching sure. it for sure. Yeah. Um, first of all, so now, not spawn. Welcome to culture. Not spawn, not spawn, not spawn. Oh, no, 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 no. I should get into But I can it. be right, bought. I can be bought, first of all. First and foremost, first rule of this podcast, we can be bought. Um, but, <laughs> but that's something I would be into, A, as someone who loves puzzles, and someone who identifies as a horrible goose. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. That's why I'm surprised you don't know what this I'm is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Because, one, you are a puzzle. <laughs> And you are a horrible I goose. am a book of Sudoku. Exactly. That's me. Exactly. Like, you are an Enneagram 5, which is, in itself, a horrible puzzle goose. Listen, my... We're going off the rails again. <laughs> we're going to this episode. That's... This whole podcast know, is off the know, rails. Know, Welcome to the show. But truly, my goal at the moment is to just be really good at Sudoku. <laughs> That's fair. I, I have never... I've never played Sudoku. That is not... I, Honest to God, I tried to download it once mm-hmm. because I was like, I'm going to be that person. And I stared at it <laughs> and it brought me back... Like, it legitimately gave me war flashbacks to being in, like, a middle school math state test sure. where I was like, I'm inadequate. I need my math, like, T 
TI fucking 83 calculator. And I was like, I was legit getting like palm sweats where I was like, I need to like figure out how to cheat this thing. And I was like, it's just a free app. I can just delete this thing. It doesn't have to be me. I don't have to do this. Yeah, it was stressing me out. I, those are not the kind of puzzles that I fuck with. I'm more of a like, and I don't even know if these are technically considered puzzles, but I'm more of a like, um, match three, like a candy crush kind of puzzle person. Sure, sure, sure. Which I think are very loosely puzzles. I think those are more like addictive games. I'm just looking at colors and sparkles. (laughs) (laughs) But like, I like to match things more. As a puzzle. Yeah. That's who I That's am. Fine. Yeah. That's a respectable so I, when I, trait. When I wake up from a night terror, <laughs> am I right, fellas? <laughs> when I wake up from a trauma-induced nightmare <laughs> and can't sleep like I did at 3.33 this morning, Ayo. definitely didn't freak out from that itself. Am I right, ladies? Um, yeah, I definitely woke up this morning at 3.33 and I was like, well, I'm going to die. Cool. Um, look, like woke up and I was like, I know that that's the fan across the bed from me, but I think that's also a demon. So I'm just going to, I'm fine dying right now. I'm just going to play um, my colorful puzzles. <laughs> Hope it's okay. Yeah, I was just like, come at me, wish. <laughs> like, I'm fine dying. Um, but yeah, so that's what I play to soothe myself yeah. back to sleep. yeah. Anyway, none of this bullshit's about the show, no, but... But isn't it that's all just, about the show? It's always about the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyways, we do have some current events that are actually related loosely about our show, which started out as Twilight a couple years ago, and now we're sucked into this fucking time warp that's you-based. Now we can't stop talking about puzzles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in this wormhole that's you and also puzzles, yeah. so... Okay, first thing is we need to talk about Jonah Hill, which I never thought I'd fucking say on this podcast. It's a bit of a leap. But welcome to the stage, Jonah Hill. Welcome to your new home, Jonah. (laughs) Wait, actually, first of all, pause. Before we get into Jonah Hill, I have more important, more arguably relevant news. Okay. And I completely forgot to put this on our agenda, so I apologize. I know. I'm sorry. More breaking than Jonah Hill. Damn. Is, if any of you watch the Emmys, which I know is, like, dead news by the time that this podcast sure, comes out. For sure, Um, but, <laughs> Bill Hader, folks. Yes. This is just an open invitation to just put out into the universe. Yeah. Bill Hader, hi, first we of all. We see you. My name's Allie. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, Sorry that you had to listen to the fucking 14 <laughs> minutes of bullshit. Um, I'm glad you're stuck in three, though. <laughs> hi, do you like Sudoku? <laughs> um, first of all, congrats. Yeah, you deserve it. On your ex- Second of all, um, I'm... Do you get to choose your walk-up music? I've been told no, but if you do, thank you for choosing Supermassive Black Hole. Yes, a legend in the vampire community. <laughs> Yes. Welcome to your vampire family. It's us. Yeah. We are your vampire family. Sometimes a family is just two hosts of a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes that's all the family you need, okay? (laughs) Sometimes found family is all that matters. 
Um, three, you're always welcome on our podcast. Literally anytime. Literally anytime. Whenever. Call me on, whenever. Whenever. <laughs> whenever. I'm. We can talk about whatever you want. Yeah. Whenever. Whatever. Shit, Phil. Yeah. Absolutely. Whatever you want. Um, all I have to say is when I heard Supermassive Black Hole during the Emmys, I lost my shit. Yeah. I can um, imagine. Because, I mean, it was, that was a very powerful Emmys. Yeah, it was. But all I have to say is I was like, Bill Hader, you kind of already look like a vampire. <laughs> you don't need to do this. <laughs> You're going to But I appreciate <clears throat> that you did. Yes. Um, it was powerful. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Jonah. Now that I... Anyway, Jonah, my Sorry, other son. Sorry, not to upstage Jonah Hill. No, never. Never. Apples and oranges, yeah. truly. Um, so, here's the thing about this vampire. This vampire news of our pats that has become this Batman movie. Like, it's, this Batman movie is becoming more wild every single time that it has news. Yeah. Like, first we get our pats, and it's like, great. Fantastic. Yeah. And now Jonah Hill, who I just associate with being like in seventh grade and watching bullshit movies. Right. Like everything about my middle school experience is being wound together into this Batman movie, but in the wildest yeah. way. Um, so I'm intrigued. Yeah, he's supposed to, to play a villain least. too, which I think is interesting. Absolutely. And I definitely think that he can do oh, it. Oh, yeah. I think he's definitely grown as an actor over the last few years, and I think this will be very fun. I mean, to say the least, like, he gives me some super bad vibes, so. <laughs> I am scared of Jonah Hill. <laughs> Absolutely. So, I think that he can definitely do yeah, it. Yeah, welcome to the fold, Jonah. Welcome, Mr. Hill. I'm excited. Allie, it's time for a case to corner. I wish you would. I'm. I've been waiting pew, for pew, it this pew, whole time. Case to corner. Every time, every time that you do that, I imagine that you're saying stew, 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 stew. <laughs> Fuck! You'd, why'd you wait this long to tell me? I just imagined that that's Ugh. what you've been saying this whole time. So okay, it's a case to stew, 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 corner. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. We got two pieces of piping hot case two news this week um tell me everything i'm gonna tell you about one of these which is from vogue and it's very good Dang. and it's basically about how case two wears the same damn pair of jeans <laughs> every day <laughs> of her life iconic and it's framed as like a sustainable so story which is great and the, and the first like graph they're like hell yeah and like fashion and fast fashion is bad for the planet and we should sure. be you know downsizing and thrifting and having sustainable methods of like fashion and stuff like that and then sure. it's just a photo series of case two wearing this very nice light wash ripped pair of jeans yeah in so many instances i love this pair of jeans it's great it, to me it it underscores the fact that she wants to be, like, a cartoon character. Yeah. To me. It's very- yeah, I appreciate that. As someone who wears the same four things <laughs> every day and cycles yep, them out like a cartoon, 
I appreciate the consistency. And I wish that that was more... I know that it's more... How do I phrase this? I know that it's, like, a cool thing on Instagram, right? Mm. Of, like... But I wish that it was more acceptable, quote-unquote, with, like, famous people. Sure. Because I I remember seeing, like, when I would go to the grocery store as a kid and seeing, like, on People magazine, celebrities being dragged for wearing something twice. Right. And it's like, they're fucking human. Like, what are you expecting? Also, do you just buy something, wear it, and then burn it? What is your life like? Yeah, like, I... The... I remember being younger, and even now, the idea that I have a favorite hoodie and I cannot wear it out in public more than once sounds awful. No thanks. Yeah. No thank you. I have a cramps hoodie. I'm going to wear it when I want to. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Gosh. Celebrities. They're just like us. I don't get it. Um, any other case students? Hell yeah! Pew, 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 pew. Steve, 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 Steve. Tell me more. <laughs> we got a piece from MTV News. Tell me about more. Charlie's Angels, and I'm hyped. And basically, I mean, I guess technically this is from Jimmy Kimmel because the cast are beautiful ladies of Charlie's Angels. We're on Great. Jimmy Kimmel, looking fabulous, divine, Great. stunning. Yes, and they, were they, are, they look great. Yeah, they were chatting about, like, meeting each other and how it was kind of, like, fun and weird and awkward and great. Especially because Casey was a manic mess. <laughs> yes. I love a man letting women talk. You know, thank you, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for that. James? <laughs> Can I go to James? <laughs> I appreciate yes. it. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah, and they are just yeah. so cute together. They all have such a lovely rapport, and they just seem so, like, good friends. And it makes me very happy. I am excited to see the movie. Yeah, also- I'm not- I'm uh, not excited to listen to that theme song no, again, but- but it's- we, Listen, we all make sacrifices, you know, for the people we love. That's true. <laughs> Hopefully it just comes up in like the end credits sure. so you can just like dip out. Yeah. Anyway, that's K Stu's corner. Thank you for reporting in, Cody. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining like a fucking high school fucking news yeah. segment or something. Yeah. Back to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now Allie has the weather. <laughs> Yes. Ugh. Can you imagine just doing the weather for a high school and it's like, well, in some classrooms, it's going to be hot as fuck because they still have radiators. <laughs> in others, the AC is blasting. So, yeah. good luck. Figure it out. <laughs> and also, it's this part of fall where you're going to be fucking cold in the morning and sweating your ass off in the afternoon. So, who's to say? That's all I've got for you, Jim. <laughs> Back to you, Mr. James Kimmel. <laughs> Thank you, Jimbo. <laughs> um, so that's great. Thank you for that. I love having a, a dual case to corner for the space. Yeah. It always makes me happy. 
Um, okay. So, should we get into you? Yes. Let's do it. Yes. Great. We've got kind of a weird section of chapters this week. One that's long. One that's very short. Yeah. Which is, I'm not even playing. Um, Because we're like finally getting into the end stretch. We've got like. Yeah, we're in the hallway. Getting into the. We're we're like so close. And I know I keep saying that, but like. For real this time. We're going to get. We have like a quarter left of this book. And I'm hoping that it it starts to like speed through Mm -hmm. at this point. So. um, When we left off last time. Joe wanted to kill Dr. Nikki. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's about... That's what you missed on That's tweet. really it. That's really it. It's like, fuck this guy, um, actually. Yeah, I think the last couple sentences really kind of rounded out of... He was still using that, like, mouse in my house thing. Um, but he was like, no, I don't have a mouse in my house. I have a pig. Yeah. Good book here. Um, so, chapter 39 Ooh. begins... With Joe, the murderer, yep. and the creepy dude yes. being close to a public school. Mm. My favorite thing. Mm-mm. The thing that makes me feel so so safe. Yep. So comfortable. Um and I here's the thing that confuses me. Um apparent so this is New York. And the school is called PS87? Yes. Sure. That's how all the public schools are named. They're named by numbers. Okay. Okay. Sure. All right. I... So it's called PS87, but it's on 78th Street? Yeah, that I don't know. (laughs) They don't necessarily correlate with the street names. I think they're just like... I think it's like a district thing. I don't know. How they're divided up. Oh, okay. 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 That makes sense. I just, as someone who's not good with numbers, I looked at that and I was like, wait. (laughs) Hold on. 87, 78. I was like, hold on, wait. (laughs) Um, All right. So, Joe is uh, apparently waiting for Dr. Nikki to get out of here. And in order to not blow his cover, he is just jogging around the school, jogging in place, Jogging with his phone out. <laughs> Just jogging for several this hours. This guy loves to run, you know? He says he hates to run, <laughs> but, like, but like everyone I know who runs, he says that and yet continues to run. Yeah. So what the fuck? Hey, runners, what the fuck's up with yeah, that? Yeah, are you good? Y'all good? For real? Like, I don't, I have questions is what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, for sure. Why do you all say you don't like to run? But then you all do it so much. Yeah. I don't... When I don't like something... <laughs> well, that's not true. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> for for a long time I said I hated writing, and then I also tried to, like, write a book for two years during NaNoWriMo, so... Yeah, it happens, you know? <laughs> okay. All right. Well, hey. Checkmate. Try not to... <laughs> yeah, touche. <laughs> Got it. I was very interested in your thoughts about... Um, the his his tech experience on Yelp <laughs> that he mentions at the beginning of this chapter. Oh, God, 
his experiences with Jackie, um, his sister-in-law. Yeah, hold on. Um... Oh, yeah, because, like, Jackie's just, like, sending... Or, like, he's just looking through Yelp reviews of stuff. Yes. And it's like, oh, yeah, this public school, best one in the city, baby. And, like, this is the best pizza, baby. (laughs) And it's just a nightmare. Yeah, the idea that anyone's Facebook page could be considered, quote, bountiful is horrifying to me. Jesus, that should be a barren wasteland. Exactly. (laughs) Um. So, but yes, that it's creepy to me that he could find out all this information, mm-hmm. um, that someone's Facebook page and Yelp are like all unlocked and public for him to be able to do this, right. Ugh, which is yikes. Um, but yes, yeah, so he's watching Nikki take his kids into the school and he's all like bitter city, um, cause he's like, nobody held my hand or anybody else's back in my day. And it's like, okay, Joe, like, we get it. Nobody, nobody hugged you, okay? Like, we got it. Um, and so then he does a little, like, wave at people trying to make sure that he all seems normal and all this stuff. And then he continues to follow Nikki around. Um, and the thing that grossed me out about all this is he's at He's, like, feeling sad for Nikki at part of it and also just hating on him as well. Yeah. Because he's also listening to the tapes throughout the day, too. But then he's talking about Nikki's wife, Marsha, as they go around. um, And he does a lot of, like, hating on her about yoga. And in this, in the book version, Beck is not a yoga teacher, right? No. Okay. I think so. All right. I couldn't. I couldn't remember, and so I was like, that would be super weird if he was just, like, dunking on her for being a yoga teacher, but then Beck was also one as well. Right. Um, then, there, so there's lots of talk about that. Um, there, he spends quite a bit of time during the, when he's, like, following them and they're walking, and he's, Nikki's got his head down and all this stuff about how, like, being married is depressing and, and stuff like that, too. Um, he also seems quite surprised that a therapist also goes to therapy. Yeah. Which, I don't know. All the therapists that I have gone to also go to therapy. Like, that has been quite normalized sure. to me. Yeah. Which, again, underscores the fact that you've mentioned before that it's like an author thing. Right. I think there's just a vendetta, I think. Yeah. And it's, it's also, it's so, like helping prove his point in his mind that like, oh yeah, of course their marriage is garbage. They're going to couples therapy. They're not happy people. They're not happy together. They don't love each other. Which, in some cases, right. couples go for an issue. Sure. But, but that's a healthy way of dealing with stuff. Right. Yeah. And it's not an in, indicator of like, oh, it's fucked and marriage is dead and <laughs> it's Yeah, all a I don't sham. know that I don't know that going to therapy means that like it's oh like this is a last ditch effort. Right. I mean, in the way that I've always viewed it is like you care enough to want to fix something. Sure. Like yeah. and like better yourself kind of thing. But Whatever. That definitely doesn't surprise me that Joe has this viewpoint, I guess. Yeah. 
so lots of Joe viewing Nikki in an attempt to like view himself. Um, and then he finally, Joe goes back to his house, his apartment, I guess. And that's when like the cop thing happens. Woo boy. (laughs) And of course I, I assume, and I think the audience is meant to assume that it's like, oh, good. Like, the mason jar thing finally is coming back to bite him in the ass. Right. Because um, in the book, or in the TV show, that's what happens. Right. Is there's that, like, I think it's a, it's a P.I., if I yeah, remember right. Yeah, he's just, like, waiting outside, like, hey, bucko. <laughs> yeah, it's like a P.I. that the family... Like, Peach's family yeah, hires, yes. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So, when I was reading this, I was like, great. So, they, they followed the TV sh- Well, the, you know, yeah. the TV show followed the book. But a fucking course, that's not what It's happens. a totally separate wild confrontation. And what is that totally separate wild confrontation? Uh, the cop is Karen Minty's brother... Or yes. relative of some, I think brother, right? It is brother, brother, yeah. Um, and so yeah, we get this like internal monologue of Joe being like, "Oh shit, did I get caught? Like, fuck, this is it. It's over. It's over. What do I do?" And this cop is like, "Hey, are you Joe?" And Joe's like, "Fuck, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you want?" And he's like, "What do I want?" And there's like a tussle, and and he's like very scared of this confrontation. And he's just like, oh, God, am I going to die? Like, this this is a weird way to settle this, that I hate this. And then it t- reveals itself that the cop is Karen Minty's brother, and he's pissed because Joe fucked over Karen Minty. And that's the tiff. Uh, right. And then <laughs> Joe's just like, well, this is better than dying, I guess, or, like, being arrested. <laughs> it was so wild. Yeah, and out of and, nowhere. Like, completely out of nowhere. And made me care more about Karen Minty when, like, we know that she does not come up again. And there were so many, I don't know, there were so many unnecessary things about this, too. Like, I don't, there was, like, the whole, um, what was that thing he was carrying? The, the, like, stick. Oh, yeah. What was that Um... called? Like a baton? Uh, Yeah, it was. It was like a baton, but like the mean guy kind. (laughs) The bad boy baton. (laughs) Yeah, it's like a bad... But it is. It's like a bad boy baton. (laughs) What the heck are those called? Because he gets one later. Uh, It's like a nightstick. It's like a... A bad boy baton. (laughs) That sounds like a BDSM thing, but like... But for real, though, it's like... But I've never really seen a a cop actually have one of sure, those before. Yeah. I mean, they might, like, have it in their belt. But I've never actually seen one, like, hold one before. Right. Anyways. But, like, he makes this point of, like, Karen Minty's brother, like, spitting on him. Yeah. And he, like, backs up, but he doesn't, like, wipe it off his chin or whatever. Oh. And anyways. But, yeah, I... It was this, like, whole thing... <laughs> And just for, just for it to be that, like, 
he cares a lot about his sister, which like I get because right. sure. Karen Karen mentions, and I think Joe mentions this too, that like Karen's family like really care about each other. Yeah, which making it in that context, I get it, but like. Okay. <laughs> like, it doesn't... She was not going to come up again. Yeah. So, and he does a lot of, like, smashing the concrete and stuff, and it's like, okay. Like, all right. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah. But, whatever. So, chapter 40, which, like, holy shit. So many chapters. Um, Chapter 40 starts with... Joe being, like, dead set that he is going to kill Nikki. With, like, the only reason being that, one, he's not a good person. Like, he's not a good person. He's not a good therapist. Mm -hmm. Um, but, But for the main reason being that he wants to have sex with Beck. Right. Like, he doesn't really truly care about how bad of a person Nikki is, but those things are helpful in his case that he's bad because he's sleeping with Beck. Like, that, right. those are things exactly. that help rationalize that in his brain, but not any, like, if he wasn't fucking Beck, he would not have, like, a huge problem with this guy, for the most part. Yes, exactly. To the point of wanting to uh, kill him, at least. Uh, yes. Um, so he is, like, dead set on killing him in this point um, in the book, and he thinks that the perfect opportunity is going to be that um, Nikki goes out once a week to, like, a part of Queens, I guess, that is still having a lot of crime. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, of course, this will be a great opportunity. No one's going to question if he dies here. It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Right. And this this part was just, like, too on the nose. Um, so, like, before... He goes out and apparently, like, tries to kill Dr. Nikki. He says, I take a swig of Jack and open the front page of a self-help book called When Bad Things Happen to Good People. (sighs) You had to buy that book, Joseph. (sighs) Or at least, like, steal it from your workplace. The amount of self-pity this man has for himself is truly astounding. It's a. Yes. St- I'm floored by the lack of self awareness of this guy. Yes, it's comical. It's it's a lot, and also I will awful. say that. <laughs> yeah, it's the fact that, especially during the, and I think that he gets to this part later in this chapter too. But he's talking a lot about like, um, yeah, it is. It's in this part too where he's like, I. It makes complete sense. Where is it? Yeah, he's like, he's like the father you never had and you want to break up his family and that's natural. Um, But like, Nikki didn't do his job. He's a pig. Um, And like, you can't be with people like this. They're, he talks about how like they're completely self-obsessed and he says basically like he's done before with um benji and with peach like he rattles off all the stuff that he is too without understanding and like making the connection right and it's just gross (sighs) and it's at some point it's like you would think that he is able to say it like tongue-in-cheek but it's like nope that's just joseph like he views himself as like higher than god yep 
it's just mm. um, so there's he's dead set like there's no happy ending and like he even says like if he lets Nikki live um Beck he thinks Beck thinks she knows what she wants which is like ooh Joseph yeah. um but he is set that like Beck doesn't know know what she wants because um if they if Nikki and Beck get together um as when that happens, Nikki will stop trying, and as soon as he becomes available, she won't want him anymore. Right. So he has to end this. So, oh, and so this is the point. Mm-hmm. He was like, you are charisma, you are sick, and for some reason you are a magnet for weak, spineless people. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so he goes behind Nikki and gets, oh, it's called the nightstick. Because he went to the Army-Navy store and got himself one. Yeah. Not bad boy stick. Or whatever we called it. <laughs> nightstick. <laughs> but sure. Um, so, as authors ought to do, um, as soon as he is following Nikki to go and kill him, um, his phone rings. And, lo and behold, it is Beck. Um, and... The, um, she is like whispering, um, and he makes a point to say that she sounds tipsy, um, but she makes a demand for him to come over right now, and (laughs) I wonder why, Mm. um, and so- I need someone to help build my bed! (laughs) Exactly. I broke my bed, because another person- had sex with me on it and I need you to rebuild it for me um and so he hangs up and throws away the nightstick and heads like takes a breather because he was about to literally kill a man um and freaks out because she called um and this is the part where he starts to freak out because he's like clearly you're in a better place now you called me not him And it's like, well, okay, Joseph, hold on. Yeah. (laughs) She was, it's like late at night on a school day, I think, because of what you said from earlier. And, you know, she's tipsy and calling you late at night. So, like, hmm, we'll see. But that is where chapter 40 ends. So. Awful. Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. <sighs> so, uh, but we've got chapters forty-one and forty-two next Ooh. week, and at that point, we will have less than ten chapters left. So we are very, very close. Yes. We are almost, almost there. Hell yeah. Okay. So, um, we have some passions to thank. Pew, 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 pew. We've got, we've got some good ones. we got a got some new good... one that we must name. We do. We do. We do have some good ones. Here, let me go ahead and pull up 
our article for this week, which is a Screen Rant piece. Thank you, Screen Rant. Um, Which is a listicle. Shocking, I know. Um, But it is. It was published on the 21st by Hannah Collins. And it is Twilight 10 Hidden Details About Bella's Costume You've Never Noticed. Um, but we do, um, we do have a new person that we need to add here. We need a last name for this person. Yes, we do. Um, I know we mentioned last time that we, we had some couple other name suggestions and I completely forgot what they were. Yeah, so have I. Fuck. Um. Um, we also don't have to do you because we have a lot of you names now. So we can do some. We do. We can do some Fifty Shades names. We can do some Twilight names. You know, we are, we do kind of have a lack of, of Twilight names yeah, in the space. Yeah, let's, let's get a Twilight name in here. Because we've only got Weber and Lautner yeah. on, in the, in the space mm-hmm. right now. Ooh, hear me out. Janae Jasper. <gasps> get some alliteration yeah, up in here. get some alliteration in the space. I do like a two first name. Ooh, Okay. Yeah. All right, so why don't you go ahead and kick us off then? Shout out to Janae Jasper, who's going to be number nine. Bella's jacket. I was just looking at that. Wound up in a court case. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, this is news to me and you, apparently. Uh, it says, when Edward gives Bella her first spider... Oh, God, I don't want to read that. Her first ride around Forks Woods, you know, one of those classic date activities, she could be seen spotting a BB Dakota jacket. Keen to capitalize, the brand began marketing the item as the Bella Swan jacket. And apparently Summit was like, you can't do that. Um, and then they had a lawsuit and Summit won in 2011. Damn. Yeah. All right. Um, shout out to Kelly Beck. Ow! Who's gonna be... Mm-hmm. Um, her color palette adapts to the Collins, which is number four. Wow. Um... So, Forks isn't exactly a bright and sunny place, perfect for vampires, but a big change for Bella, who is used to the dry heat of Phoenix, Arizona. Um, And so the Twilight costume designer, Wendy Chuck, reflected this contrast in Bella's wardrobe, which we noticed later into the first movie. That's... But I I loved that. I loved noticing that. That's cool. Ugh. Shout out to Sophia Salinger. (laughs) Who's gonna be... Bella's wedding dress nearly got ruined um, because they filmed in Oregon and <laughs> Washington. Um, apparently the rain and the paint on the set uh, like fucked up the check and fucked up the bottom of the dress. So they had to like cut to close ups for a lot of the scene. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> uh, okay. Shout out to... Aaron Salinger, uh, who is going to be number six, um, which I knew this one because I watched the behind the scenes oh one. Oh, my gosh. Um, the, <laughs> the dress was designed by Carolina Herrera. Um, so the, the real dress, not the nightmare dress, um, was designed by Carolina Herrera, who you might know. Um, for designing the first lady dresses, um, like Michelle Obama. 
Yes. Uh, was that Aaron Salinger? I just did that's Aaron Salinger. That's, I told, that's what I asked. I told you it's confusing. Shout out to Alex Blythe. I told you, Alex Blythe, it's a hard one. <sighs> Who's gonna be Bella's hair in Eclipse was a wig, which we knew, but it is oh, shit. <laughs> very funny. Because <laughs> uh, she had to do the runaways. And she couldn't be, yes. I mean, she could be Bella with the runaway's hair, but Summit's full Which of cowards, and they didn't do it. Because they're all fake fans. Fake fans. All right, this one would only be appropriate for Taylor, Brown, mm. Town, Lot. Yes. Who's going to be number five. Casey didn't like the lacy underwear. Ooh. Um. Rarely has Bella looked so uncomfortable <laughs> than attempting to woo her husband in Breaking Dawn Part 1. Um, so, not a lot of acting went into that sure. those scenes yeah. in the lingerie moments. Yeah. Shout out to Katie Weber! <laughs> Who's gonna be... Bella's new moon clothes reflect the love triangle. Um, which basically just means what they're saying here is that she dresses like a slob because she's a wreck emotionally in New Moon. Me. Um, which is great. Yeah, but also me. earth tones. Um, we love an earth tone moment. We we love a moment. Mm. Um, okay. And this one relates to our last person. Ooh. Yoke to the gods, Stop. Simon Steele. Stop. Uh, which is number Simon. two. <laughs> Which is number two, everyone wanted to look like her. Um, Though Bella's style was consistent of the down-to-earth variety, matching her grounded personality, as a teenage girl, she was immune to following the trends of the late 2000s, and Twihearts certainly took note. Um, A.K.A. everyone was following her style. A.K.A. (laughs) me. (laughs) So. Hell yeah, baby. I get it. Yeah. Um, so, what I've got for you today... Yes. ...is referencing a little bit of what we've talked about here. Oh. Um, as far as some hidden details, as far as some... Why are you being little- so cryptic right now? No, fuck you, first no, of all. No, fuck you! Um... <laughs> Um, as far as some audience feedback, things like that. Okay. So, what I've pulled for you is a little bit different Uh than what we've done before. Um, and what it is, is, what it is, (laughs) is, Uh um, I have pulled, now, Remember that we just talked recently, right, <laughs> about some Yelp reviews, uh-huh. right? You are being so <laughs> fucking weird right now. No, you're being weird. Stop. <laughs> so the weirdest. what I did. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. No, stop. Stop. You're being weird. You're being weird. <laughs> so what I did is I found something in Forks, and I pulled up some Google reviews of that. 
that I'm going to read to you today. Okay, great. And what I pulled up to review for you today yeah. is the Twilight Tours in Forks destination, <laughs> aka the place in Forks uh-huh. that has Bella's truck. Yeah. And like the gift shop. Right. So first, (laughs) I am going to read one of the two-star reviews for you. Thank you. This is from two years ago. From a local guide that has 27 other reviews in Google. I will not name them for their respect. (laughs) Okay. They said of the Twilight Tours and Forks, which is for your... For your information, on 130 Spartan Avenue, Forks, Washington. I've gone there several times. Huh. If you're not aware, patrons, yeah. there's there's a lot of photographs. There's some good content our... in there. Okay. This is one of the two-star reviews. Not so great at all. I'm not a fan of the movie myself. My GF is... And none of the attractions look like the way they made them in the movie. Jacob's house was the only cool thing to see. So, damn. Damn. Got him. All right. And then, <laughs> and then this is one of the other ones that I really like. This is a three-star review. Okay. This is from another local guide whom I will not name, but it is from a year ago. This is bolded. Sharing this based on what I heard from my friends who are Twilight lovers. Book readers can feel and relate to instances here. However, series watchers may need to go without any expectations. I would recommend to see other reviews before starting your journey if you are traveling from a distance. Have a visit to La Push, 30 minutes away from this place, for a nice shore and nature experience. And then, if you would like the highest review, it's... From <laughs> me. three days ago. <laughs> it's from me. It's from me. It's from three days ago. Uh-huh. Five stars. Loved this place. Just needs more. <laughs> How is that five stars? I don't if know. If it's five stars, there should be no improvement. <laughs> I don't know. I love it. I love um, it. Yeah. Um, so that is the Twilight Tours in Forks, where you can find Bella's truck, and also all of the OG, um, the OG, fuck, the OG postcards that I sent out to folks. Hell yeah. Um, so, just a little something to switch it up, since our unofficial intern, Has not sent me any fanfics in a really long time. Yeah, so, so it's fine. Yeah. And all the other things that I keep finding on fanfic.net and stuff have sex in them, and that's just, like, so inappropriate. <laughs> this is a Christian space. It this is. is. a God-honoring so. space. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh. <laughs> as we say in Sia. Get it. And get with. For Jesus. Ha <laughs> 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 <laughs>
This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Host 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss. You can find at Eli Sauerkraus and KrausFilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith. You can find at KB underscore underscore Smith on Twitter. You can find Allie on Twitter at Into Wild Places, and you can find me at Dyke Discourse. You've been listening to Earbud Media Production. Earbud Media, audio for everyone.